What's up? It's Sammy, the Spanish Cacabara, and you, yes, you, right now, are listening to Can't Stop Talking About Wrestling, a Hector's Wrestling World production. Welcome to episode three of Can't Stop Talking About Wrestling. I'm here with Raymond and Mark again. So, guys. Um, hey, we'll, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Um, real quick, we're going to go over um, SmackDown. Uh, we had um, Sheamus versus Austin Theory. Um, what, I thought it was a great match. I think Sheamus is a, is a workhorse. And I can't remember the last time he had a bad match. But he did lose the match because I'm um, pretty deadly interfered. Whatever. But um, it was a good match. Love pretty deadly. I'm sure you do. Next big things. <laughs> um, also on SmackDown, we hear that the Usos are not invited to Night of Champions, and that Roman got this, and then Roman and Jimmy go face-to-face, and Roman threatens him again, make a move and all of that. So it's interesting what happens. Uh, Raquel and Shotzi, they become a tag team. They go against damage control. They win. So that's going to be a new thing. <sighs> I'm sure you're excited about that. I'm sure Mark's excited about this. The return of Hit Row. Okay, I'm not even close. Yeah, when I saw them, I was like, oh, yay, whatever. Um, good to see them. We get at least some TV time, but man, without Swerve, they're, they are not good. Yeah. Um, Asuka and Bianca get a face-off, but nothing, nothing special about it. Just a little hype for the match. LA Knight. Wins his match against yeah. Rick Booz. And then we LA Knight, man. What happened? LA Knight's great. Like that, that's, I'm hoping that uh, they announced, I believe they announced with the Money in the Bank qualifying matches too, right after that, that yeah. uh, the segment. So, yeah, he, that should be somebody that should be in the Money in the Bank match for sure. Yeah, like there's has, no question. He has to win that. That or it's it's Cody, but yeah. But I could definitely see LA Knight winning it and taking it. Or my, my little fantasy of Logan Paul winning it. Which could happen. Yeah, I like... I like YouTube in uh, the bank. Yeah. Just him, like, haunting and Seth Rollins and, and showing up, disappearing. And Seth Rollins never knows when he's going to show up. I'll take that. Uh, but, um... What else? What else happened? Oh, then we had the KO show. Where we had Jimmy calling himself the the head of the table. Driver Chief. Chief. Which was very interesting. Um... It, it's just... Talk about getting uh, ready here. It's just weird. Big. It's weird because first it was all Jay, and now Jay's taking a step back, and Jimmy's the one that's wearing the big boy pants. I always felt Jimmy was going to be the one that was going to be a take lead and be the star, and I guess because of his injuries and the DUIs and everything, he had to take a step back, and Jay came. But now Jay take a step back. I don't know. I, 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 Remember, back all the way, we're talking 2021, Hell in a Cell, Jay and Roman. Right. When Jimmy, you know, you know, the I quit, right? Was it Hell in a Cell or I quit? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I quit. It was something yeah. like that. But the point was that he had to save Jimmy's, you know, arm. Yes. You know, so it's foreshadowed. Two years later, you know, you're, you're basically circling it all back. Like, Jimmy, I, I feel like now you know, after how he was treated then, it's like, all right, enough, enough. And Jay's stepping back, Jimmy's stepping up. I, I think we're just doing a big callback, which shows you how good the storytelling is these yeah, past couple of years. That's true. But like I said, so, just because we've got to see like a, a new version of Jay actually step out of a big shadow of the Usos and everything, I really would like to see him get the spotlight. Now it feels like he won't get the spotlight. And I'm kind of worried about Jimmy. Let's, he, he's like 
Jeff Hardy 2.0. You don't want him to get this great storyline and then up oh, something happened and he's it has to be on rehab or something. But I wish him luck. But do you think that they're setting up for Jimmy to be out for a little bit and kind of have Jay versus Jimmy for a little bit as a opponents versus um, kind of fracturing the, the bloodline? Yeah, I mean, it, it can go there. I don't. I, I really don't want to see two brothers fighting. I'm not just not into it, just for that story. But um, it doesn't look like Jay's 100% backing up Jimmy. So. You're right. But um, let's go and, into Night of the Champions. Or what we could call. What we, hold on. AJ Styles and Karrion Cross. Yeah, but since, yeah, since AJ Styles, for me, what. We didn't have to have yeah, that match. He's getting jabbed out for no reason. The guy has everything. It's just they give him crap. They don't give him anything good to work with. The guy is a great storyteller. They don't give him a chance. I, I'm, See, a, I'm a big Cross fan. I, I love Cross. But I just feel like that match was silly because, once again, they're setting something for AJ up with him him having a world title match. Basically, they're telling you he's not going to win the title match and let's just worry about this story now. So... I just wanted to talk about Karrion Cross. I don't think I'd have another <laughs> opportunity to being jobbed out. So I just wanted to point out how much of a big fan I am of his and the fact that he's getting screwed every damn week. Fine. We'll have an episode. Yeah, I agree with that. The book. We'll have an episode just about <laughs> Karen Cross and CM Punk. That's it. I said his name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go to um, Night of Champions. Well, for us, it was um, Afternoon of Champions since it was at 1 o'clock. Um, it starts off with Styles versus Seth. I have to say, when I saw that happen, I got happy because all I thought was Roman's going to be the main event and Roman's going to win the tag team titles. But uh, we had a great match with Seth Rollins winning the world title, being the first world heavyweight champion. It was a good match. Go ahead. So I was just saying, I I felt that it dragged a little bit. It was a good match. I just felt like it was going. Yeah, I, I, I love the match. I, I'm a big Seth fan, and him and AJ, they work together well. Yeah, my shocker was that Brock Lesnar wasn't first, because he's usually first, so you get on the plane, well, he, well, head home. They all taking the same plane together. He's not going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> <laughs> if, if he had a private jet, I think, yeah. They all taking the same plane together. He's not going nowhere, so I don't think he cared when he was fighting. After that, we had um, Becky and Trish. Um, we all predicted this, Trish winning, so they could keep the story going, but they added something to it with Zoe Starks. Mm, I don't know. I mean, it's good for Zoe, in my opinion, just because she's getting that, quote, rub from Trish. I just don't, I don't know if I'm going to like the story or not, but, you know, it's WWE, so we have to give it an opportunity and see if we love it or hate it. I mean, she seems like a tough woman, and it looks like She's going to get a good push from coming from NXT. I would prefer Nia Jax just because of the story of her breaking Becky's nose and now she's the muscles for Trish and all that. And it would give Trish a little push because sometimes she seems like she's lacking. It'll be muscle. Yeah. It'll be her muscle. Yeah. It'll be be her muscle. And since she lacks on the mic, she'll have something to look at or whatever and back her up. But but we got Zoe Stark, so let Zoe get the big push because she's going to be in the spotlight now with fighting against Becky. Mark? I think that really works out good, too, because now, obviously, Becky and Trish is a marquee, you know, for pay-per-views. It's obviously it's Trish and, her, and Becky. 
But now you're also giving the, as uh, Raymond said, the rub for Zoe Stark, who deserves a good shot. I mean, this is a great thing. You're not only going to a best of three, essentially, between Becky and Trish, but you're also now going to possibly develop a top-level heel in the women's division, which they don't really have. So if you can give um, Zoe the rub from Trish and eventually turn this into Zoe and Becky and give Zoe maybe an opportunity to actually win a match or two, a big match, you put her at the top of the card, you know, it, to me it's very, it was very smart-looking. Yep. So do you think Money in the Bank is going to be Lita and... Becky versus Stark and Trish because I, I could see a tag team match coming out of this real soon. Same. I, I don't want to see Lita no more. <laughs> Her last couple of matches, she looked real slow and just like uh, just leave her out. And I'm sure she's out for a reason. All right. Be- besides the story. So, the... no, go ahead. No, I just think be- besides the story, she might have like a little injury or something because her last match, oh, when, when they won the title, she was really bad. She took forever to get on top of the turnbuckle and it's just, I don't know. I I can live without seeing her. If you had a substitute leader for someone, who would you substitute? Wow. Um, Nia Lyons. Who? Nia Jax. Nah. <laughs> no, um, oh man, I'm gonna, what's, um, I'm gonna pronounce it even wrong, so I'll let you guys say it. Um, the, I don't know if she's still injured. She just got called up from NXT, the NXT champion. And with um Johnny Indy Hartwell, who? Indy Hartwell. Yes. Yeah, Indy Hartwell. Yeah. I can see. She still hurt though. Uh, she still hurt. Yeah. Okay. Fuck it. Becky's the man. Now I'll do it by herself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, the way Seth Rollins has been dressing, maybe he could be the partner. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, ne- <laughs> next match. Um, a, a set of suplex city. We got Chop City, bitch. Because there was a lot of chops in the Ali match. So with me, I, I was working kind of, like I was watching and and working at the same time. But with that match, when it came on, I just like lost focus. I did rewatch it just to make a comment. It went as we expected. Um, I just, I don't know. I think it was an unnecessary match to have. They could have done something different. But good, because I, I did miss the beginning also. But then when I started watching, I was like, it, it gave you the little, I guess, the doubt or hope that, oh, my God, Ali might win. You, you, especially the promo, the, the, the little promo they did before the match with Ali and, and going around doing the whole ceremony. I was like, wait a minute. What's going on here? And there was a lot of sh- <laughs> there was a lot of close pinfalls. I was like, okay, this might happen, but no, it's the one year anniversary now. As him, the Intercontinental Champion for water. I'm actually <laughs> that it probably should have been, uh, but not Mustafa Ali. Probably, I'd say one of his, if not his best match since being like the main roster. I don't count two hundred five live as main roster, right. but. Like, it's probably the best match he's had. And Gunther, no, I mean, Gunther could have a match with a broomstick and be better than three quarters of any type of match card. Mm-hmm. So, it was really good. I, I was I was hooked from, from the get-go, which I did not expect. So, bravo to yes. both guys. Yep. And then let's go to where I was correct. Asuka versus Bianca for the women's title. And Asuka won. I said it, and it happened. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Give yourself a direct <laughs> pat on the back. Um, yeah. yeah, I I was actually I was surprised with that. Uh, not I was surprised. Like I kind of 
I like Asuka. I'm happy that she won. Um, it, that one was actually a little shocker for me that she did win uh, at the show because the show's normally you don't see those changes. So I'm happy that they did something big there. It was it was a, it was it was a big show. I mean, didn't we see um Bray or versus Bray um Bray Wyatt and uh, the Fiend and Seth Rollins get a title change there or no? Yeah, that was a disaster match, I believe. No, no, it was. It was, <laughs> it was but it was also a title change. So it, it, it does happen. It's, it's not a house show. They consider it a big show for, for everybody. So, okay. Moving on to um, the best squash match ever. Natalia versus <laughs> Rhea. Yeah, I know we discussed. Uh, yeah, we. I know we didn't discuss it. We kind of uh, glazed over it, but I think yes, it's because we all knew in our hearts. Rhea Ripley was going to take it. I'm glad she did in 69 seconds. Emphasis <laughs> on the 69. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I loved it. But yeah, uh, yeah, we missed talking about it, and it seems like everyone missed talking about planning the match because it was Aurea. She squashed it. Poor Natalia took that big flight for no reason. But um, hey, it, it is what we got. Listen, Rhea, Rhea looked tremendous in that bodysuit. So that's also let's let's give some thumbs up for that. <laughs> yeah. She she didn't seem out of place wearing the latex bodysuit. No. And <laughs> uh, then let's go to um Brock versus Cody. Um, I, I was okay with the match. I felt like it was a little too much with the special titanium echo cast. I felt like it was something out of a Marvel movie because his arm is, <laughs> his arm is broken, but now he has a bionic arm. So. But it was That's a good match. Like Luger. Remember, Luger had the plate in his forearm, remember? Yeah, but I don't know. It, I, I mean, okay, they, you know what? You're right. But they kept on saying he had a plate in his arm, and that's it. This They kept on saying titanium echo cast. It just felt like true. he might as well have an Iron Man suit on. But but it was the only reason that kept him into the match, because if not, Brock should have killed him with one arm. But but still, he, he didn't give up. He didn't tap out. He didn't get pinned. So definitely on Monday Night Raw, he could say, hey, Brock, I didn't tap out. Let's do this again. And I guess we'll have it again on Money in the Bank. Mm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over the story. I know they're going to do it one more time, but I, I, I want Cody to kind of start moving forward away from Brock. He's not moving nowhere. Uh, He's not moving nowhere until WrestleMania. If he doesn't win on the, the Money in the Bank, even if he wins Money in the Bank, he's not cashing in until WrestleMania. He's going to have that big I, moment at WrestleMania 40. Against who? We'll find out. But, yeah. So I feel like that with Cody and Brock, I don't think we're getting at Money in the Bank. I think we're getting at SummerSlam. And I say that because I feel like Cody's going to call Brock out. Brock's going to, like, no-show. And Cody's like, oh, I'm going to go enter Money in the Bank. He's going to enter the Money in the Bank. Brock costs him Money in the Bank to Again? get to that third match. Again? He already cost him the world title. Brock just doesn't want Cody to do anything. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, but, they, but, that's but, drag it out. You can't just have it right away. Yeah, can't the money keep, I mean, you can't keep but... repeating the same thing. We're already repeating an uh, injury of Cody. Remember, Vince is back. They repeated a lot of things under the Vince era. Vince is back now, so expect it. Yeah, but he's like sleeping half the time backstage. Leave, leave that old man alone. <clears> um, yeah, I just don't. I don't. We're running back the same story of Cody's injured and he's wrestling injured, and now we're gonna run the story of Brock costing him another match. Let's just get it over with. We all know there's a round three. Do it in Money in the Bank and. Let's whatever happens. Um, Brock goes back to his home and comes back late summer. I don't know, but now there's only one thing to talk about, which was I think the greatest thing besides 
Roman and Solo winning the tag team title match. We have Roman and Solo versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in tag team title match. Before we even get to the match, let's talk about the crowd. The crowd was good through the whole show. Sammy came, grabbed the ring announcer's microphone, said something in their language, and I don't know, he woke them up even more. Because they weren't asleep. They were all very hyped and everything. But whatever he told them, I wish they had like a translator, whatever he told them, those people just exploded. And it was the, the greatest sound you could have from coming from fans. It kept everything, everybody on their toes, and it was a, a great match. I was kind of worried that Kevin Owens was out half the match. Usually that means he's going to come back and they're going to win. But we had the Usos show up, which they were not invited by Roman. And, of course, Roman and Solo the match with Jimmy. Two super kicks to Roman's face. I loved it. I was excited. I don't know. You guys, speak. With the match itself, uh, it was a great match. I think the crowd was awesome. I did miss that when Sami uh, Zayn talked in their language in Arabic. Because, uh, again, I was kind of working and watching. But um, I love the ending because it gave you that feeling of, like, can he do it? Is, is Roman about to do it? Yes, no, yes, no. And then, of course, no. But it, it was a really good match for me, and I enjoyed it. Yep. You know, for me... I thought so. The, the intros were great. I'll be Sami Zayn coming out the way he was dressed and then speaking. And I believe it was Arabic. I think it was Arabic that he was speaking. I'm not a thousand percent sure, but I believe that's what it was. And it got the crowd hot. But I thought the match, the first like five, almost 10 minutes of the match was kind of dull. It just felt like eh, but it picked up really quick, like after those first handful of minutes. And man, the final five minutes or so of that match was just insane. Like you could not turn away. Yeah. It was great stuff, great back and forth. Obviously, Uso's coming down to help Roman and Solo. And I thought the unique part of that was when they both super kicked Solo, it was more or less the shock factor, but it wasn't like they tried to go to him like, oh my God, I'm sorry. It just kind of just left him there. Yeah. Almost as if they know, and again, I could be wrong, that Solo's been too brainwashed to kind of get see his own way out of, of Roman's grasp. So that's why Jimmy just started freaking out. And I think Jimmy's overall freak out with the super kicks. And that was just spectacular. Like I was hook, line, and sinker into that and just pumped up seeing all that go down. And then Solo getting pinned after the, the, the stunner and then the Huluva kick and everything. I'm like, that, that was a great way to finish. Because now Roman's pissed. You know something's going to go down. We're definitely, I mean, not definitely, but I'm most likely going to get Roman and Solo versus the Usos at Money in the Bank. And then now the question is going to be, is Jay going to stay with Jimmy or is he going to just fall in line and turn on his own brother? We don't know. All right. I, I hope we get some, some kind of answer on SmackDown this coming Friday. Uh, I don't want to wait too long for this story because I'm so excited about it because I feel like it was like the season finale of this big soap opera. But I don't want to wait six months to see what happens. Like in regular okay, soap operas. It's a male soap opera, so yeah. they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Definitely, but I, I just want some kind of answer on, on, on Friday. Um, and then. One thing I hope. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, one thing I hope for is AEW is taking notes because, um, yeah, their stories don't do that to me sometimes. Anyway. No. They, they, they moving don't. on. They, they don't good, good matches, but without stories. That's their problem. But, but yeah. We're talking about AEW. I thought we were only just going to mention the CM Punk ones, and that's it. <laughs> 
Fine, Mark. Fine. <laughs> uh, so we're moving on. Um, let's just um before we end this um episode, Seth Rollins winning the belt. He shows up Monday. He needs an opponent. Any opinions? I have one big one. But you, I'll, I'll hear you guys first. Um, me personally, I mean, this is just like fantasy booking. Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay, that's a good one. Mark for me, you know what? I, I'm looking more in the future. I I feel like we're, I, the future booking is Seth and Gunther. I and Gunther taking the title. I think is the overall what I think is it should go to. Even though I feel like Hector, I think your Logan Paul idea I think is actually even better than Gunther taking it. At least Logan Paul would challenge for it, but I think Gunther eventually should take it. Well, but well. next challenger for Seth, I think he's, he's going to start doing maybe an open challenge situation. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to pinpoint somebody that he would challenge, like would get a challenge from. You know, my mind's kind of drawing a blank. <laughs> yeah, almost first challenger. That's, let's call it <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think uh, I, I do agree, though, Raymond Nakamura would actually be a great start, unless they're going to go Balor to have Seth and Balor right off the bat to go universal title callback. Okay. Um, my pick is going to be somebody that when no one's talking about no more. He's been gone. He's been off the TV. And if he doesn't show up on Monday, I'm going to have to say he's going to show up at AEW. That would be Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Oh, McIntyre. I, I say okay. he, comes, he comes back evil, badass, I don't know, leather jacket or medieval, Viking, whatever. Claymore knocks Seth Rollins' head off, and that's his new opponent until I don't know when. But we need we need an evil, badass Drew. If not, then he might, well, might as well go to AEW. So, with the first match potentially being a quote open challenge, because I could see Seth doing that open challenge. You know, usually the first person is always going to be like, oh, "I don't want to see this one." But who would you pick as maybe like this first person? Um, like the. Let's go. Um, like you said, so it's, it's gonna it has to be nobody, not a big star. Um, I don't know. I could say Ali trying again, something like that, but. Like I said, my thing is don't waste their time with Drew. Unless they know that they're done with Drew, this is the perfect time to bring him back since he's been on TV. I can't remember the last time he was on TV. And he's not injured. I can see Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed could be a good middle person to kind of come out and be that force against him. At least for the first match, you know? Well, yeah, but you don't want... You, that, that's someone that they're trying to make a big guy, a top guy. You don't want him set beating him and we never see him again. Um, but yeah, Ziggler would be the first open challenge guy. What the heck? Let's get it all, get it off and running. Let's all be the job guy. Ziggler is the next conversation oh. we're gonna have when it talks about budget cuts. This guy gets paid four million dollars, and we don't even see him on TV. But oh, anyway. Dominic, that's another one. Dominic could be a good challenger. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Well, Come with, on that, with mommy. <laughs> that's what you just want to see mommy in the main event. That's it. You'll be happy with mommy versus Seth. Oh yes. Oh, yes. All right, guys. We're going to end that episode with that news of Seth Rollins versus Mommy for the title. Title versus title. And then Seth Rollins will win, and he'll get the title and the latex outfit. It's not a change at all, looks like. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> that was fun. Great show. That's a wrap. See you guys around. Alrighty.